freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to do you a minute. That really worked that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, final hour of our week here on Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710. You know what that means? Open phone lines at 930 and perhaps the most on-the-nose ranked we've ever done. By the way, I got a text yesterday, Justin, from my dad. Super mad at us or specifically me. Uh, We did nines yesterday. Yeah. We forgot Nine Tonight by Bob Seger, which uh, I know was no, a big thing for I you. I had a live version of it. Really? Yes. Uh, it's one of my dad's favorites. It's Shoot. actually really good. That live version leads off that live album. Yeah. It's really good. So my dad kind of upset about uh, that. We also had another texter say, what about 99 Problems in 99? Yeah, we well, talked about that. Justin and I weren't doing 99s. Yeah. This was just nine. But nine is in that. 99 Red But this balloons. is about nines, just not But what are you doing right Whatever. now? But what are we doing right, right now? Right now we're doing our most intriguing Thank Seahawks, you. and we are up to number 22. Like right now. Yesterday, I helped more out. Today, I'm not going <laughs> to. No. Today, I'm just going to sit here with some dead so air. Making fun of us. Like, right. <laughs> like, like Mora. Number 22. <laughs> She's staring at you I with wish you could see, eyes, I wish too. people could see the look. I wish you could see the withering look. I've seen that look. look. It's the look you gave Colin Paisley it's when withering. Buster only... April fooled you. It's the same look. It's not quite that look. Same there's, dagger. There's a little bit of a smile behind her eyes. Uh, there was okay. nothing smiley about me that day. Number 25 on the most intriguing list. Usually we do this at 8 o'clock, but we talked to Kobe Bryant today at that time, so we had to bump it to 9. Number 25, Brock was Drew Locke. Number 24, Crystal, the long snapper. Number 23 was yesterday, right? Hold on. Now I'm already screwing this up. <sighs> Number two. <laughs> Today's Friday. So it'll be the fifth. So this has to be Fast number 21, right? Yeah. Ah, darn it. I missed one. I've already screwed it up. Number 21 is D. Eskridge. Yesterday, oh, it was Trey Brown. And then Derek Young. Today is D. Eskridge at number 21. I was for Trey Brown. Yeah, sorry about that. I forgot about you, Trey. It's, you're short. I don't know what to tell you. D. Eskridge, you'd be uh, hard-pressed not to forget about him because he hasn't been on the field a whole lot. The thing is... He's really, really talented. He's incredibly fast, and he's unlike anybody else they have in that wide receiver room. He really, he really uh, he's a special player. He's a special athlete. He's got explosiveness that's unique. Uh, he's really strong for a smaller guy. He's not a big guy, but he's really, really strong um, and very explosive. And so we're... Um, we're really excited to just have him back out here practicing with us because if he stays with us and he can stay on the field, and be out there, he's going to be a factor. He's unique on this team for sure, Brock. That speed and burst with the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. they don't really have anybody who has that sort of Percy Harvin scat back quality to him that D does. Got a lot of Krista Michael. When I hear Pete talk about D, I hear a lot of Krista Michael. Hmm. If he can be available, if he can stay on the field, if he can be a pro, if he can make the right choices. Because, like Kristen Michael, had some unique stuff. I mean, like, off-the-chart spark numbers. And like, and I'm going to ask my guy at the Seahawks if they do force plates, like the, like the Mariners do, right? They measure the amount of force these guys create off the ground. And Munoz right near the top of that list. I bet you, from that standpoint, he's... 
ooh, I don't want to say more than DK because DK is kind of crazy like that too. But he's right up there. He's Percy Harvin light athletically. That's why they took him in the second round. It's why they've given him time. But that time is running. Out. I think you make a good comp there with Kristen Michael because on you know I thought you were going to go with CJ Prosize, another guy who obviously had injury after injury after injury. But the difference is when Prosize was out there, when Percy was out there. Mm-hmm. They were highlight real place. Yeah, they, they singular actu- highlight real place. They they got it done. The problem here is we haven't actually seen him do anything. Even when he's been out there, there hasn't been any production. There hasn't been any productivity. Mm-hmm. Now, DK Metcalf says that may very well change this year. From last year to now, I think he's a totally different player. Um, he, he's been explosive off the line of scrimmage, catching everything, um, knows where to line up. Um, I mean, he's teaching me stuff since I've, I haven't been here uh, for a couple of weeks. So he's teaching me stuff about the offense, uh, little details about the routes that I didn't know before. So, uh, I mean, he's just locked in uh, more than ever. So it's more for him, it's more than just being healthy now? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, with D, is just getting him on the field. Uh, he's been special this whole camp, and, you know, we've seen how special he could be. Um, but injuries just have played him uh, throughout his career. So when, once he gets on the field and once he steps on the field, you're going to see how special he is. There's difference in injuries. There's difference in injuries. Teammates, certainly coaches, look at them differently. You get a traumatic injury, you tear your knee, you dislocate your shoulder, you have blunt trauma, you you have grace. You have continual soft tissue injuries, they start looking at your preparation and what you're doing in the early hours of. Are you sleeping? Are you hydrating? Are you doing everything? Or do we have continual problems here? When you asked Kobe Bryant last hour, I was waiting on this name. I was really curious to see when you said, hey, and you shared with him that story from the year before, who's someone we're not talking about. I was real curious if he was going to point to D. Eskridge. Yeah, me too. And if you play that Geno cut from yesterday where he was Russell Wilson, baby Russell, mentioning every name, did you notice he didn't this time no, around? I've been really not. I mean, D, you know, DK did, and Geno said something about him he's earlier. He's going to do some things now. He's, uh, he's, he's getting ready. He's getting ready to do some things. And um, I know, you know, things have kind of started slow for him, but doesn't matter man he's, he's a physical specimen he's got everything it takes he's studying his butt off i mean i've been with him every single day we're watching extra film um and 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 he he looks to be you know really taking that next step so they're you know it's not like they've yep. ignored the guy i nope. don't i don't want to start nope. putting words in their mouth but nope. you gotta earn it you gotta earn it i would say two things one Maura, you and I have been sort of going back and forth about DK. There's a reason uh, uh, about D Eskridge, rather. There's a reason D is ahead of Dariq on this list. He's more intriguing. He has higher upside. That's why he was a second-round pick, not a sixth or seventh. Right? I mean, like, he's got that kind of upside potential, and he's unique on this roster with his ability to run with the ball in his hands or take it on an end around or any of the number of things that he can do that other guys in this team aren't really as built for. Mm-hmm. So he is uniquely talented with a higher upside, certainly, than a Derek Young. And I think it's interesting, Brock, when I asked you yesterday who you thought right now would end up as the fourth receiver, you said Derek Young. But I'd be willing to bet if you gave him truth serum and you asked the coaches, who do you want to win that job? Not who's going to, but who do you want? It's D. Eskridge because of everything you can do with him. He was supposed to be. Debo Samuel was a second round pick. Now, Debo, much more physical, thick, you know, violent player. But he was supposed to be in that vein. That's, you know, same system. Right, Shanahan system. Use the jet sweep. Use the ghost motions. You use him in all of those ways. And if he's healthy, 
and that dude pops this year, Salk. Whoa. That'd be whoa, fun. Whoa, whoa. And I'm rooting for it to happen. Whoa. Until I see it, until we see it in games, until he actually does it and mm-hmm. we see some productivity, yep. I'm going to put my money on Derek Young, at least for now. That is the most intriguing Seahawk today, number 21 on our list. And we'll go through that generally at 8 o'clock, but sometimes that's the Seahawks window to join us. So uh, when in doubt, we may uh, have to move it to 9. So follow along. You can always do it online as well at seattlesports.com. All right, open phone lines in 20 minutes. What are you guys going to call about today? Whether it's Seahawks, Pac-12, Mariners at the trade deadline. Don't tell me you don't have an opinion on something today. Mm. There's plenty going on in the Seattle sports world. 866-979- Wait, little breaking news here. Seven, well, Sorry, Ian Rappaport is reporting that Devin Witherspoon's holdout is over. Oh, good. They have agreed oh, to terms. He heard go. G call him Devon and said, and I better get myself it. in a camp. Four that years, 31.86. Good. Well, the same deal that was always on the, on the right. On, and I'm going to guess that he's going to have deferred money. 20.17 million signing. At some point, Correct. he's like, uh, I, you're not going to win this one. Why don't you go get your nope. butt into camp and uh, Way to go, Devon. we'll go see you compete because it's about that time. Well, I guess that'll lead off need to know next. It's Brock and Salk on Sales Sports. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Our short local nightmare is over, apparently. It sounds like Devin Witherspoon is reporting, Brock. He has signed a deal and I would think would practice as soon as today. Great news for the Seahawks, who finally get everybody they need in camp. Yeah, there'll still be some guys on the PUP list, but they're there. As soon as they're healthy enough to go, they'll be out there. They need Devin Witherspoon out there. He was a number five pick, the highest pick that this team with Pete Carroll and John Schneider together have ever made. They drafted him to a position that was not particularly one of need because they thought he was just that special. Mm -hmm. Well, now he finally will be out there at practice, which is exactly where it should be. Yeah, this new CBA mandates these first three days of camp are like OTAs. So it's shorts, the, the level of contact is nil. So he had done those OTAs, but let's remember as well, and why this is hypercritical, is during the offseason, they were guarded with his reps. They protected his body, he and Jackson. Jackson's hit the ground running, and I would contend in the 48 hours of camp, probably the name in the star of camp, at least in the viral world and the social media clips of what he is doing, I would also bet, and we'll see when these numbers do come out, and I'm sure Brady Henderson, our buddy, will be all over it, I'm going to guess the percent deferred, right? The amount that they deferred. This is what it was about. It was never about the total years or the money or the contract. All the numbers were there. It was how much was going to be paid today when he signs it and how much was going to be deferred. I'm going to bet there was very little change. I'm going to bet, too. Seahawks yeah, we'll give you another 20 bucks. Uh-huh. It's going to be less what? than the amount of the bet that you and G just made over the record this year for the Denver Broncos. Yes. Uh, it's been a good couple days of practice. Jackson Smith and Jigba, certainly one of the standouts yesterday as he came up with a beautiful one-handed catch. Great to see, and we'll continue to be out there shows all throughout the day, you know, not in the mornings, but middays, afternoons out there at training camp here on Seattle Sports. Here's the second thing you need to know. Huge, huge four-game stretch for the Mariners about to start tonight in Arizona. 640 start with Brian Wu on the mound. Excuse me, with Logan Gilbert on the mound. They, they need these, man. This is your chance to affect not just these four games, but the rest of the season. Prove to your GM, prove to your president of baseball operations, prove to yourself that you are something worth investing more into, right? We talked to Jerry DePoto yesterday who said they are absolutely willing to invest more into this team. 
The thing is, the team has to show that they are worth being invested into. Jerry, pretty clear about that. We're not opposed to bringing in, you know, a short-term roster fit. It depends on what you have to give up to get it. We're not willing to purge future Mariners teams, you know, and what that could be for our future, unless we feel like that is a player who puts us over the top. And and I think for it to be a player who puts you over the top, you have to be close to the top. It's funny. As Jerry was talking yesterday and he said for a player that puts you over the top, the immediate thought in my mind was, well, you got to be close to the top. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he said next. He's absolutely right. So a month earlier, he said George Herman Ruth could walk into the room and it wouldn't make a difference. And now he's saying a month later... Is that because Julio's found a little bit? Is that because well, Eugenio warmed up? Is that because the power's been turned back on and because you're still in a competitive environment? Yeah, because I think what he was saying then was the way those guys are playing right now, one guy's not going to help. But no, now, but if you're going to play better... Look at the July numbers. Look at the win-loss record. Look at the run total. Look at the run prevention. Look at the July numbers. Win four games in a row or three out of four here and put yourself just a couple games out? Yeah, it's almost forcing his hand in that moment. Here's the third thing you need to know. I, Brock, I don't even want to do this again. I've already I, ranted twice, I know, you've ranted right? and raved over the course the, of the morning. The People vein in my back. neck is sore. It was pulsating as I was... What did you your think? got rave reviews, though. You might want to do it again. People like... I, I know you got, you know, obviously the idea of Colorado leaving had already occurred to you, and you had ranted, you were upset I about it. I heard that months ago. What did you think when you read the statement from the Pac-12 Just, yesterday that they were still, you know, a proud conference of great academic and athletic Remind schools. me again, you're better at this stuff. Stuff, these childhood stories remind me of what happened when the when the when cried wolf the boy cried wolf yeah remind so the me boy what happened. cried wolf kept yelling oh my god there's a wolf so that he could get attention so georgia said oh my gosh and there's then eventually a deal there's a deal wolf, nobody listened there's a and deal by a wolf there's a deal there's a deal oh my gosh for six months there's a deal oh my gosh let me get people together and, and let me tell these networks we got a framework of a deal and then what happened it's bad it's bad no good in it, and no good for anybody in it. And certainly, as I've said, Pullman and Corvallis might be the most hurt markets of it all, and that's awful. This could be uh, this could be seismic, and yeah, you know, I don't want to trash the, the Pac-12 any more than we already have, but you might as well just uh, you know give them last rights if they lose Colorado. That was Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Now, you lose Oregon and Washington, or you lose the corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah to the Big 12. Well, Arizona may be next. I mean, it they sounds like those conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. Brett McMurphy was on with Bump and Stacy yesterday mm-hmm. and said that may already be in the works. It yeah. is okay. very ugly. All right, that's okay, everything got, you need to know. Are we ready for open phone lines, I Brock? am. I am. 866-979-3776. 866-979-3776. Those are the phone lines. It's Brock and Talk Show. Here every 9.30, every Friday for you, the people. 866-979-3776. Whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about the Mariners and the trade deadline? The phones are open Do for I you. Do I talk like that? Or are you like are you imitating me? Or no. are you just doing a like special phone call It's a voice? fast, loose Friday. That's what I'm doing. That's, what I, that's where I'm rolling okay, with this. Just checking. And I need to confess to Peg. Okay, you talked about your mother and the Jewish brisket. And the, mm. my, my mother made Sour tater tot casserole. And yesterday, Titus was like, Mom, can you please... Please make tater tot casserole. And that tater tot casserole is so good. 
So good. I, I don't know what in the never world. Never want to ask your wife though to make something that your mom's that is your mom's. Oh no, it's pride and joy. No, 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 no. It's pride. She takes pride in it. It's proud. And mm-hmm. I was, hmm. yeah, I've ba- goes against I, everything I've ever been taught. I've too often bashed tater tot casserole because when you think about it, it's basically a burger and fries. I mean, it is. It's just in the form of tater tot and beef. It is so stinking good. I don't good. think I've ever had that, so, to be honest with oh, you. Yeah, it sounds really delicious. Okay, open phone lines. I'd like to I want go to be on time. To, uh, you know, Coach and Pegs for dinner, maybe, and get a little tater tot casserole. You would love it. You I think, just, I, I think phone I'd her up, like that. Phone a friend. She'd you know be what? there for I you. May, I may actually do that. I'll Great. reach out. Go down All to right. the fair, the Piala Fair, park on their lawn. Yes, of and course. And she will make you a whole casserole plate of tater You and the whole family. 866 979 3776. Phone lines open. Mariners at the deadline. What do they need to do? How will you feel if they trade Paul Seawald? Is that waving the white flag? Seahawks, first couple of days of practice in the books, and now we know that Devin Witherspoon has been signed for most likely exactly what it was he was always going to sign for. And, uh, yeah, certainly Pac-12 issues or Pac-9, whatever you want to call it, whatever you guys want. We'll talk next on Brock and Salk. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Oh man, it must be a fellow Friday. It must be our last few minutes of work before the weekend. Uh, go blast some fella cootie on a beautiful Friday afternoon today. Like I'll be doing at the home course. Come stop by and say hi. I'll be out there playing today. today? Yeah, today. Back-to-back days. Heck yeah. Well, today I got to play real golf. Yesterday I was watching a guy hit a ball with gunpowder. Don't you have children to tend to? Children? No, because you know what I'm doing when I get home tonight? Moto Pizza. I ordered it three months ago, Brock. Pick it up on your way home. We're picking it up on the way home in West Seattle, and then wow. I got four Moto Pizzas to wow. eat tonight. Not by myself, obviously. That's but fantastic. It's gonna be a great. Oh, night. can I give you a quick shout out before I forget? Please. Yes. We last I went to the Fish Sticks game in White Center. By the way, very fun. If you've never been to a Dub C Fish Sticks game, Dubsy. strongly recommend going. There's only two what, games. What is what is a Fish Sticks? Dub C Fish Sticks. It's like a collegiate level summer ball uh, league for oh, kids. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. Baseball, love it. And uh, they stay with host families, and it's mm-hmm. it's really fun. But there's a Sold out, by the way, too. Really fun. It's really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> so last night I uh, went with some some coworkers, the guys from the Mariners, and I go up to the beer line. So it was three dollar Thursday, and the woman at the counter goes, "Do you do are do you work for the, uh, the Mariners on the big screen?" I was like, "How? Yes, this is so sweet. <laughs> oh, awesome. It was so nice. So wow. Courtney." Thank you. It was very, very nice. Word so to it say. sounds so like not, uh, you weren't known from this show. You were known right, from yeah. Mariners. From the Mariners. Big She's like, I recognize you from the Mariners. It sounds like the fish sticks thing was enough to get you to break your not drinking during the week rule. Oh, that's a three dollar cool She's kind of just like taunting me. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. All kinds of open phone lines. Let's start with Robert and Issaquah. Oh, Robert's a negative guy. What's going on, Robert? You get to start today. <laughs> I'm not a negative guy. Yes, you are. I just want to shout out to Brock. Um, Brock, I just want to say that I feel your pain. I watched you play with the UW Huskies as a kid. Um, I think this is a travesty, what's going on with the pack, whatever they're going to call it. The legacy that you donning the gold and W is you should be proud of what you've done because I will always hold the Huskies deep in my heart as the true Northwest team. Now, as for the Mariners, yeah, I'm going to get a little negative because no I am tired of the excuse. I'm not going to say excuses, but I am just tired of the losing ways and the lack of motivation that I see in this team. And I think that if the Mariners don't make the playoffs, we've had five years of Scott service. And I didn't say survey because it's not in French. He's got to go. You know, that's my opinion. He's just got to go. 
So, um, so what? I, I just, just I got to ask you a question, Robert. What in the world are you sure. talking about? The Mariners are coming off a month in which they've actually had success. The Mariners are at least over the course of of the that month have shown over and over again that they don't give up. I mean, what do you want a manager to do if not Rock. make sure uh, okay, that his so team plays hard? Answer this question. Do you really think this team, this lineup that we have right now is going to be Boston is going to jump over the Yankees? Is going to take over Houston. Whether I think or that or not, that I'll ask you a return question. What in the world does that have to do with Scott Service? Because he is the fall guy. Sorry. Mm. Look at it in the football So you don't analogy. like their lineup, if so I, you want to get rid no, of the I'm guy sorry, who didn't so build it? it because, I, I just don't understand the logic, oh my Robert. God, man. Yeah, okay, see, this, I understand you're the flagship station. And you got Robert, I'm not telling you the so team cool. is perfect. I'm <laughs> saying... If you don't like the way the lineup was constructed, yell at Jerry DePoto. Yeah. Scott didn't design the lineup. He didn't create the roster. He doesn't hit. He's a manager. Service is the one who is supposed to be the one who is the motivation of our team to get the players to play what Jerry DePoto has said to everyone that he said in the beginning of this year. This team is a uh, World Series team. That is a bunch of smoke, and then, I don't know. All right, Robert. Well, you're Robert, you're fired up. I I know this Pac-12, 10, 9 stuff makes us all fired up. Thank you for your earlier comments on that. And I would just say it wasn't about me. It was about the Husky football. It was about what was built. It was about the 75,000 in there that cared deeply. And when you have that in your DNA, you don't forget it. So I understand that. I would tend to, Robert, fall very much on Salk's side on this. I think service is stability through the chaos of this season, the adversity of this season, is the only reason they're alive. Teo, major disappointment. Colton, the worst player in baseball statistically. made the worst Mariner hitter ever in the history of this organization statistically. Those are things that, unfortunately, Scott cannot control. What he can control is to manage and manage those relationships, and he has certainly turned it around in July. But if this team underperforms and they don't make any moves and they continue to struggle, he's not going anywhere, but there will be some changes, and there will be somebody that will be the fall yeah. for not reaching not anywhere near World Series there's, contention. There's no way it would be, and it, and it wouldn't make sense for it to be. This team works hard. They play hard. They don't do the things that teams with bad managers do. They have other problems. But they and the situational baseball has been problematic, but yeah. Okay. Next, 866-979-3776. Let's go to Austin and Walla Walla. What's up, Austin? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. First of all, I don't know on Scott's service. I don't know how you could fire your dad. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just wrong. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine doing that. So I would never want to fire Scott, but, but the good, uh, but the good news, Austin. About, you want know the good, Austin. You want know the good news. Good news, news is, is not going to happen. Well, the good news is, Austin, <laughs> that if Scott were listening to that whole call, he has such resting, pissed off face that he wouldn't even flinch. Right? <laughs> we we learned that yesterday. He would be be just fine. All right, go ahead, bud. Sorry, I interrupted you. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, I want. <laughs> I don't think he's getting hyped enough. Who for this uh, season? Dre Jones. Ah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he is going to be a very dynamic player. I lo- I watched a lot of Broncos games for obvious reasons last season, and he was the guy that stood out the most to me in that defense. I mean, he was all over the place. And uh, I, the buddy of the station, Schlereth, couldn't say enough good things. And he said, out of this whole season, he was the bright spot on that team. Mm. So I really think 
Dre Jones is going to fall out this season. And I'm and I'm pretty confident to say I think he might get to seven to eight sacks wow. and a lot of tackles for loss. I think he's going to. That would really be great, man. I, I really hope Austin is right about that, Brock. If Dre Jones is that good, that would really help. Well, the number you're going to have to look at for him is tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. And, and I was actually encouraged yesterday when we talked to him, Salk, and he shared that, yeah, man, rushing the passer, I can do that. But I'm here to just mangle it up, man. I'm here to disrupt and chaos and penetrate and create. So you may not see huge tackle numbers. You may not see seven, eight, ten sacks, things that usually define elite season for defensive linemen. But you should see, and what Austin did see watching the Broncos, is that guy's in the backfield a lot. I mean, that guy is back there disrupting things in those less than three-yard runs. He may not show up on the stat sheet but it was his disruption that led to it. That's what I hope. 866-979-3776. And we go to Jason in Seattle. Hi, Jason. Good morning, guys. Uh, so I wanted to call about Ty France. Love Ty France. Good vibes guy. Good clubhouse guy. Done some mm-hmm. good things here. But it's getting continually hard to carry him at a at a position of production. And looking at his numbers, you know, you see a guy who, when he came up, he was a gap-to-gap guy production guy hit some home runs but there were more good hitter line drives that he got under a little bit he's not never been a towering home run guy and he feel like he's trying to get there to justify his position but at his at his ops at what he's doing now um that's a position where you need 25 a year you need production and him hitting seventh um and his you know (laughs) station to station uh mode on the bases is, is becoming a liability so I feel we need to package him with one of these. You're, if to get any bad of impact at the at the break or at the at the deadline, you're going to need to mm. get give a starter. But maybe you give Ty with that as a little bit of value and look to first base. That I feel is a position that has not been talked yeah. about a lot for 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 so, uh, so to upgrade. Can I agree with half of that statement? The first part, I yeah. Jason, you are. 100 and if they could be more than 100% right you would be. Ty France has I think been the actual biggest disappointment of the year. What he's been for the last calendar year is nowhere close to the player that he was for the no, previous Colton few Wong seasons. No, has been the biggest disappointment. It's not close. All right, fine. Okay. He's been the second biggest disappointment. I okay. mean, he's a core guy though, Brock. I mean, he's yeah. a guy you've been counting on and and Jason's right. I mean, he like, was an all-star last year. You cannot, At the break, he was an all-star. Cannot have that production yep. from from first base in a lineup like this, and especially where he doesn't bring anything else. Correct. You're right, Jason. Packaging him in a deal. I'm not saying that you don't do it, but it not have any value. You're I mean, you're, 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 you're selling a guy who literally has no value. You would be better off trying to recoup his value and hope that you can coach him out of it or that he can find a way out of it. I think you're right in terms of looking for guys who could play first base, but I don't know whether I'd be trading yeah. Ty France in order to do it. What, what if, though? Thank you, Jason, for the call. call. What, what if he is packaged? What if a, you know, a team that you take their first baseman and says, well, we need, we need him? You know, we, we've got to have a major league at bat, and this guy was an yeah, all-star I mean, so last like, year. Here's a deal that won't happen for any number of reasons. They, the other team would say no, but, and you would probably, I don't know. Would you trade Logan Gilbert and Ty France for Paul Goldschmidt? Like, that's the kind of thing that you might be talking about in that Correct. scenario. Would that's you? not a deal. Yeah, I probably would. That's not a deal that's going to happen, but that's the type of thing I think you're Correct. talking about, right? Correct. And I think Jason's talking about it. And as you talk about these these names, and it's been largely Teo and Seawald, and it's largely been because of Seawald's production mm-hmm. and Teo's track record. And he does hit the ball really hard. He just strikes out a lot. Ty, Ty's not what he's been. 
Ty's not what he was in the first half of last year when he was an all-star spraying it everywhere. Yeah. And this is no longer an injury question. I'm sorry. This is no longer I got hit on the wrist or I am got a nagging injury. And, and you know what? That was fairly bona fide in the second half of last year. But this is – there's no excuses nor explanations for this Let me one. go to Chris in Port Ludlow. Good morning, Chris. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Stanford says the heck with it and walks away from Division One football. If you look at the Chinese and British rankings, Stanford and Cal are two of the top ten universities in the world. Yep. What the football team does has zero effect on their ability to get the yep. best students and faculty. Yep. Cal yep. can't walk away because they put $100 million into fixing up their stadium. But very few people on the campus at Stanford would care if you canceled Division One football. It's true. And it eliminates all Title IX problems. Yep. Nope. I can't disagree with any of that. I think Dave Wyman, the Stanford tree himself. Did you see the viral video of Dave yesterday? Lefko tweeted out. Wow. I didn't realize Dave was a gardener. Dave was smelling the flowers. Dave's a huge in gardener. Pot. Oh, he Talks is. About it all the time. He's I brought know. me some of the most beautiful dahlias, yeah, and he combines incredible. like the two things you would expect from Dave Wyman, where he brings yep. you this beautiful flower that he's pruned in a blue moon bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. And the in the Stanford the Stanford Green Thumb would ang- tell you angriest gardener of all time. That's right. He'd be, he's yelling at his flowers, and he's yelling at the Why situation, and he's yelling at Upper Campus at Stanford, Chris. And you're right. Like they've got they've got enough money there, more money than they could ever spend. And do we really need football? Their their students and their faculty and their building has told you no, no. So do they just go independent? I don't know if they drop football. That feels like a bit of a reach, but they certainly could go independent in that realm, and nobody would blink much. 866-979-3776. Try to grab one more. Brian and Lacey. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Mike. Love your show and your work. Uh, I'm here, too, Brian. Uh, Brian, I'm here, I'm here too, man. Yeah, you too, Brock. Right, love you, you, man. Um, Shut up, Brock. Trade deadline. Teams love relief pitching, and I think Seawolf's gone. And uh, people think that that is like a white flag or a sellout, but it's very similar to the Graveman Toro trade. And people thought that at that time, and it really wasn't the case. Your thoughts? Uh, Brian, well, I think you sound like John Stanton, first of all, <laughs> the pacing of you in, in your voice. If this was John Stanton yeah. calling from Lacey, I'd be like, wow. I mean, and no offense if you're 40 because John's a little bit older and that has no, I'm not, it's not a shot at you at all. You just sound in the way, do you hear that as well? Just the pacing of that. A little bit. Yeah. yeah I kind of, kind of hear the same thing, but and, I will say, <laughs> Brian, go back and listen to the uh, seven o'clock segment of this show. That's quite literally, if you want to go find it at clsports.com later, exactly what I said. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, and I love the promos that we've been running both for bump and Stacy and Wyman and Bob, where they're sort of talking about that as waving the white flag. It is. If you trade them for 19 year old kids, mm-hmm. but or I don't single a prospect. I think you'd be very, you gotta be very careful. I think you gotta really spend time seeing the whole picture, everything they do and who you're getting for a guy like Seawald, who has a tremendous tremendous amount of value right now and could bring back major league hitters, which would be more of a strength for weakness kind of a trade rather than a white flag. Thank you, Mr. Stanton. You know what time it is, Brock. It is time for ranked. Got a list. Oh, that's good because we forgot ours. Uh, Why are we ranking people? (laughs) I don't remember. Consistency. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what they lack. Consistency. We'll take that list and put it in you eventually making it as complicated and convoluted as we can along the way 
Nah, man, it, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. This is chaos. Brought well, to you by Carter Volkswagen at 9.45, every day on Brock and Salt. Today it's better Shut than up, chaos. Salt. Let her finish. Right. Jeez. Uh, I know she was going to take forever. To- He's uh, extra excited about Carter this one. Well, more, this out. one's for you. Since you say all we ever do in Ranked is rank songs, today we are ranking songs. Good idea. Songs ranked. Uh, songs ranked. Being honest about it. It's just songs Let's ranked. Go. Let's like go. My morning song. You Climate Pledge? Oh, it, we're all right. Well, that's if the voice hangs in. I mean, it's been canceled. A couple times. No, no, no. He's going to be just fine. Uh, <laughs> you got the sweater song. You know this one, right, Brock? It's the 90s. Yeah. Sweater song. You got Superman song. You love this one, Brock. Crash test dummies, don't you love them? Saving the world from All right. <laughs> Sometimes I'll despair. The world will never see another man. Do you think Brock knows who this is? Like him. You give me. You're just. You're screwing with me. It's Stone Temple Pilots or Alice in Chains, and you just. What? Neither. What? Oh, it's, not, it's not either of those, Brock. No. What? That's Jane's Addiction. <laughs> they do all sound the same. No. no. It's Jane's Addiction. Very fair. Yeah, whatever. Them. All right, Brock, do you know who this is? This is my fight song. This is my life song. I didn't ask if you could sing the next lyric. I asked if you know who it is. Oh. She, she go to school with you? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. As a freshman when I was a senior... You guys dated Bucking him, right? Buckingham, Brown, and Nichols. We, we did not, no. <laughs> that's, that's Rachel Platten right there. Standing for all fight songs in general. Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of different a lot of fight, fight songs. songs. Here's some movies and TV. Of course, you got Brian's song. Led Zeppelin did both the song and the movie. The song remains the same. Game of Thrones, you may know better as the songs of Fire and Ice. Silverchair did Anna's song. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith did Same Old Song and Dance. John Mellencamp. Song. Justin, have you ever heard my John Cougar Melon's camp story? No. Oh, I wonder. Did you meet him? No, it's really good. Okay. It's really good. It's <laughs> really, good. really good. Salt knows it. Really good. Uh, the Cure's been on here this week already. Yeah. Love song. We didn't get Tesla's love song, unfortunately, on here. That's too bad. That's a good one. Yeah. Elton John did your song. Led Zeppelin also did the Lemon song. Justin hates it, but the Chili Peppers did. The Zephyr song. The Zephyr song. Fly away on my Zephyr. Terrible. Elton's song's not a top five? Uh, No. Sorry. Wow. Wow. It came close. It came close. I got another Elton one for you, though. How about Sad Songs Say So Much? You like that one? No. You, you don't can't like sad- find it and you're not playing it. <laughs> you don't so. like sad songs say so much? Uh, really? Not as much as our song. Okay. How about Adam's song? Your song. I never thought I'd die alone. Back. I like the loudest hood of the 90s. I drink the cold. Might be 2000s, actually. It's 2000s. Early 2000s. Though. 
Early 2000s. Yeah. TRL era. Yeah. No, it was 99. It was the, the end of the state. Thank album. you. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. Just makes it. Just sneaks Early. in. Early. Just, just sneaks it in. Justin, I know you think this should be a top five. I, I, it's so close. Disco? Number five, <laughs> or number six, obviously, on this list. <laughs> I thought we were going to get some of that. It's just the drum intro. I want to get some of the lyrics in there. Oh, Songs for the Dead. Songs for the Death album, which deserves. I know. Queens of the Stone Age. I know. Athlete title. I know. It's so cool. That is dark, dank, and depressing. If you could hear the beginning of it, though, Brock, it would get your water moving. It does. The beginning that with Dave Grohl whacking the heck out of those drums, it would get your water moving. 360 wants to know if the Lamb Chop song that never ends is. Yeah, I mentioned that. Please don't do that to us because we'll never get it out of our heads. (laughs) How about Sing a Song of Sixpence? another nursery round for that one. Are you going to throw me a bone in your top five? Justin, is he going to throw me a bone in the top five? I don't think he is. I don't know what Are it would be. Are you serious? What? You don't know what it would be? I don't, actually. Oh, what no. is that? What? <laughs> what is this? Song I don't know what it is. Are you kidding me? What is this? Song, song of the South. Oh, Song Sweet of the South. Sweet potato pie and oh. a shit, my mind. I was not going to put on Song gone, of the South. No, gone, gone with the about the movie, but like, we don't talk about the Song of the South. No, it's not going That's canceling. Oh. Don't, don't do that. Brock, number five, I would say, is for you. Let me see that thong song? Yeah, the thong song. The thong song? Yeah, the thong song. Can we even play the thong song on Bonneville? We can play it before we play Song of the South. Dumps like a truck. Dumps like a truck, like Cal Raleigh. Dumps like a truck. And thighs like what, Brock? I feel like you would love it. Yeah, What's his nickname, Maura? His nickname? What's Big Dumper. (laughs) (laughs) Say with confidence. Why did you get so weird? That was. No. You didn't say with confidence. What's his nickname? Say it with confidence. Say it like you're kicking a the door. The big dumper. There, yeah. Say it like you mean it. There you go. There you go, Mora. You get it. it kid. You're starting to, to get it, Mora. You're 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 getting there. <laughs> number that was number that four. Was five. Uh, five. That was only number five. Trey five. Brown, number twenty. Number four, Brock. Who sings this song? Oh, I know that. This is Interstate Love Song. I totally know this. Song. Who is it? I'll give you a hint. It's three, not Alice Chains. Some temple pilots. Hey! Hey! Gonna go see them next weekend. I can't wait. What? Awesome. Yeah. Where? Uh, White River with uh, Rival Sons and Smashing Pumpkins. Bro, you're just a concert maven. Yeah. Well, a lot of good shows coming. I mean, Queensryche and yeah. What was that girl's name? Oh, the Swift. What was her name? <laughs> Number three songs ranked. Is all I ever Redemption song. Tina. Tina Turner, yes. Nailed it. I like to just throw I like to throw you right off your chair sometimes. Tina. Who was that? That's Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Ah, Bob Marley. Doing redemption song. I didn't hear enough. Redemption song. Six wants enough. This is ranked swan swan song. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. This is it. <laughs> After playing Song of the South and the Thong Song, yeah, we're done. Be, I guess. <laughs> I would hope everyone knows what number two on this list is. You may not know number one, but everyone listening should know song number two on Songs Ranked. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! I know this is. You know what this is, Morris? 
Oh. Who no? Did you, who did you, you say? say? I thought it was, they were called Jet. Oh, no. it sounds like Jet, but it's not. That's Blur. Good Sorry. Care. And that song is called Brock? Yep. Song, song two. Song two. two. It's called Song two. <laughs> song two. And it is number two on Songs Ranked. Which is pretty much where it had to be. Mm-hmm. Happy song, Bring Me the Horizon, Hell song, Sun 41. I'm sad. I, I knew Salt was never going to play him, so I didn't put him there. Sorry, All buddy. Right, you got to get to your last one. Number one immigrant song. Robert Plant is so great in the song. All out. So is Bonham. All Rock's doing Tom so Murphy eyes. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this on my drive. I'm going to go on my bike today. I'm getting back on the horse. Don't do that. No, You're bad at this. I am. You're bad at it. It's okay. You're not good at it. back on the horse. See what the Mariners do this weekend in Arizona. We'll be back Monday morning, day before the trade deadline at 6 a.m. Rearing to go. Until then, Brock the Hay. Barn. See everybody. Have a good weekend. Get to the chopper!